getting you through the day like a hot cuppa after lunch. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Just gone 2.14, it's time to link up as we always do with uh, Sky Sports Voice of Rugby who's earned a well-earned rest uh, over the next little while, I hope. Uh, Tony Johnson joins us. TJ, uh, it's that time of the year we get a couple of months to sit back, relax, reflect, deflect, all of that, pontificate. Really keen on your thoughts initially, first lot of thoughts, the World Cup final as a whole. We've had a few days to let, let emotions and uh, die away and logic take over. World Cup final. Yeah, well, first of all, Staffy, I, I, uh, the, the voice definitely does need a rest. I hope I, I can get through this. I've, uh, <laughs> I don't know, I, I got a, I'm sorry, I don't moan about my health, but I had an awful bloody virus about six weeks ago and it's just left me with this this cough that won't go away and it's, it's, it's I'm croaky as all hell. So, uh, yeah, as I say, I'll, Everyone gets through it. Yeah, look, mate. You know, it's it's sometimes it's quite nice just to give yourself a few days, take a few deep breaths, look back on it, and I just keep reminding myself that when this World Cup started or going on early in the year, we didn't have that greater expectations of what the All Blacks could achieve at this World Cup. I think this is the first time that um, the you know the All Blacks have gone into this world into a World Cup and and really aren't uh, favourites even even amongst you know fans here in New Zealand. So. I do think they need to deserve some credit um, for making it through a, a very difficult side of the draw, making it all the way to the final. They played some pretty good rugby along the way. Their match against Italy, uh, so against um, Ireland uh, was, was an extremely notable win in a pressure cooker environment uh, in a tournament that left two of the best teams in the world out by the wayside before the semi-finals had even kicked off. So I, I think from that regard... Um, you know, if you'd said at the beginning of the year they'll lose the final by one point, a lot of people would have said, you know, really, you think so? Um, so not a bad, not a, not a bad achievement. And look, you know, finals, particularly tight ones like that, they just come down to the nth degree. Who's a little bit better at taking their chances? Uh, you know, a couple of decisions might go one way or go the other, and and it wouldn't have taken much. Just you know, a, a tiny little percentage shift, even on on one or two of those events. And it could have gone the other way. Yeah, so, uh, that, that's what I that's what I think about. At, at the end of it, yeah, disappointing to lose because once you make the final, yet yeah, you really want to win it, and of course we get such a, a, a huge kick out of it. But I still think, uh, you know, to, to make it in the final and 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 to be within Kui, you know, within millimeters of winning it, really, uh, it, it, it's still it's it's nothing to, to hang heads in shame about. That's for sure. And it's probably been an 18 months that the team and the coaching staff have endured the most criticism, the most dumping on of all All Black time. And to, as you say, to make a World Cup final and come within, uh, you know, a, a cigarette paper of winning it, I almost hold them in higher regard in a, in a strange sort of way, TJ. You, you think about the, the coach, whether or not, you, me, anyone thinks he is, was, ever will be, or the, the, the best man for the job. He was the man who was given the job. And I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I, I thought it was shameful the way he was treated by New Zealand rugby. That, that some of the, the stuff that was going on behind his back, when he's trying to get a team ready to, you know, to go to the World Cup, um, 
was just unconscionable and, and just reflects so badly on the leadership of New Zealand rugby, I think. Um, so to come through that, Sam Kane was another one who, uh, but for some reason, uh, has attracted a lot of critics over the years. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. I've, I've never spoken to a player who's played with him or against him uh, or beneath him as captain or anything like that who hasn't, doesn't hold him in the highest regard. That he is so respected by his team and by the players he plays with and against. So, you know, I, I was thrilled to see him, you know, come through the Ireland game. Uh, it was such a fine performance and then gutted for him to get red carded in the final. Um, and, and, and we can sort of talk about that, that, that side of, if you like, Staffy, because to me it's just left World Rugby with some really, really big decisions to make about where it wants the game to go. But, um, yeah, I think to, to come through all that and, and, you know, to win that game against Ireland, I got a lot of people, you know, thought in, in, deep in their gut that they were going to lose uh, and, and then make it all the way to the cider. Uh, you know, as I say, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Just on those wider issues, you touched on the cards, the refereeing, the TMOs. A lot of the consternation, I feel, is coming from um, countries that like to play with the ball and score in sevens, and there's silence from the teams that like to kick the ball a lot and score in threes. I just wonder if there is an appetite from World Rugby to be proactive to promote a more attractive game well one of the great ironies that's coming out of this and i do um read a couple of the english papers and once you get you know you get, you get some pretty pompous stuff in there but you also get some really good writing as well and i think um on that note owen slot and david walsh in the times have written some brilliant stuff about this world cup but it was really interesting in the aftermath of the final that some of the discussions centered around you know people going oh we need a, a 20 minute red card and i thought well we proposed that to World Rugby a year ago. But, you know, as usual, the conservative forces, particularly in the Northern Hemisphere, see any of these sorts of initiatives as being some sort of, uh, you know, underhand way of finding an advantage to the All Blacks. But I think there's a general feeling amongst the the, the neutrals, and I, I do really think amongst the neutrals, and I'm talking about the same stuff, I'm not talking about all the garbage that goes on on social media, um, is that, not only was the final really marred as a contest by the incursions of uh, the TMO and the decisions of the, of, of the bunker, um, but also, you know, that they weren't evenly applied. And I think I, I think the decision that World Rugby has to make is, that, okay, uh, you are terrified, we understand that, of the litigation that's in the air over players who've had suffered from head injuries and you're trying to be seen to be doing something about it but if you are going to allow or you're going to promote a system where you go through everything with a fine tooth comb looking for the slightest indiscretion uh you know the slightest reason to rule out a try or send someone to the simbin then it has to be applied evenly and it has to be you know applied I think fairly, and I, I honestly believe we didn't see that in the World Cup final. And, and I know that there's a lot of differing views uh, with regard to uh, the Khaleesi yellow card and the Kane yellow card. And there's a lot of feeling that, yep, they got it right. I, I go with Martin Johnson. Martin Johnson, the former England captain, one of the hardest men who's played the game in the modern era. He said, "There's no way they were, you know, they should have both been yellow cards, and that should have been it, uh, or they were both red." or they were both yellow, or they, they were both nothing. Um, but how they, 
but the, but the one that got me too um, was just moments before uh, Sam Kane got done. Um, and you can go through all that with a fine tooth comb. I, I, to me, I think I think Khaleesi should have been read it. Um, but 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 moments before Kane did what he did and, and got red card, and under the laws, I think it was the right decision. Um, but I think it was about three four minutes before even Etzebeth carrying the ball into a tackle, absolutely went at him with a with a cocked uh, loaded front elbow, which which. You know, landed right flush on the side of Sam Kane's face, and and yet there was nothing even it was never even looked at. And and is it, what I'm saying is I'm not making an excuse for the All Blacks losing. What I'm saying is if you are going to to, to impact on a final with these hairline decisions, then you've got to call everything. You've got to be consistent, and that's what we didn't see. And I think World Rugby's got to make some big decisions about that. Uh, is, is this what we really want the game to to turn into? It's not. And I saw those, even Itzabeth actually did it twice in the final. One of them was on camera and I just thought, I was just waiting for the whistle, waiting for the check, check, waiting, and, and it was nothing. And I thought, has everybody missed that? I thought it was the TMOs. And again, I'm with you. I'm not making excuses. And I always feel like you have to qualify the statement by saying, I still think South Africa deserve to win, but it's the yeah. it's the outside stuff that's that's really concerning me um death yeah. threats to referees and their wives and their family and um Cobus Reinach, Matty Pierce was telling us Cobus Reinach was getting death threats saying don't come back to Montpellier after they put France out um it's yeah it's well, just I gone mean, too far I, yeah I guess um you know Wayne Barnes copped some pretty nasty stuff from New Zealanders post 2007 I think it was taken to another level by Russi Erasmus and by the way if you're wondering why um the Springbok coach uh, wasn't, uh, you know, world coach of the year. That's because, you know, no one actually knows who really is the coach of the Springboks. Uh, it would have to be a joint award, wouldn't it, to him and Rassi? But, you know, it, it, it actually got to the point where I don't know that um, I've, I've seen this sort of stuff from the French before. And I think what, you know, happened was that the air got let out of the tyres when France got beaten in the quarterfinals. And that's France's own fault. They were the ones who pushed for the early draw. They, the, the French organisers wanted an early draw so they knew exactly who was going to be where so they could rev up all the interest and that, 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 that blew up in their face. Um, but they got really nasty and it was it's like all the fun went out of the tournament, you know, the quarterfinal stages. Um, and I, I'm at least pleased that in the aftermath of the final, uh, that New Zealanders, yet we've expressed our disappointment and some people have complained about this, that, and we've, we've talked a lot about the refereeing. But it hasn't reached the nasty stage, mm. you know, the death threats and what have you that we've seen, at, you know, surrounding that, that Lions tour of South Africa, which just got... And if World Rugby had taken a proper firm hand then, then, then maybe, you know, things might be a little bit different now, but they, they were too weak to do that. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I, again, it's, a, it's another thing that, that they're going to have to have a, have a look at. Where they're going to have to... You know, you, you look at American sport when when players criticise officials or show any sort of dissent, it gets absolutely jumped on from a great height immediately. And I think maybe that you know that's another thing that rugby has to look at. Um, you know, as they sit back and learn the lessons. The other thing about the referee, of course, I, I worried uh, going into the final, Staffy, that you know this was Wayne Barnes's last big game. You know, the last thing you wanted it to to be was the Wayne Barnes show. Uh, it wasn't. Yeah, sure, he made a couple of mistakes, 
but really it, the bloke in the TMO box and also the, the inconsistency of the of, of the bunker, uh, they they make. Wayne Barnes in the end sort of escaped from it all reasonably unscathed, I think. Yeah, I see um, Ian Foster and co have sent a file of explanations they would like, but he's not expecting a reply. Um, yeah, that, that's normal, though. I mean, yeah. that, that happens in any case, um, that, that after just about any game, the coaches will put in some sort of report or the managers. Uh, and, and so I, I wouldn't sort of see that as being New Zealand getting all up in arms about that. No, that's, just a, that's just a, a standard thing that they do. But you're right, there, w- there won't be any response. I mean, you, you think about uh, the end of the, um, the Lions tour in, in 2017 um, when the, the French referee made a big mistake, which, which really decided the outcome of the series. And the best they could get out of world rugby was, oh, well, we think that the, the, was the wrong decision, but hey, wasn't it, wasn't it a great result? You know, so that's what you're dealing with. Let's have a look ahead forward to next year. We've got time to to relax and have barbecues and um, watch a bit of cricket, listen to it on SCNZ here, Summer of Cricket, live on SCNZ. Um, Scott Robertson is going to be the All Black coach. And and aside of all the disappointment and all of that, it is a very fresh new look. We're going to have a lot of new players given the number of retirements from iconic All Blacks. Um, You know, Locks, Aaron Smith, who's been part of it forever, um, a number of players going. We're going to have to find, um, you know, nines and tens, locks. I think our front row's pretty sorted out. Do you initially feel like there's going to be a big broom or a little broom from Scott Robertson? Yeah, it's an interesting one. He's gone from, uh, when you think about it, what, 16 months, 17, 18 months ago, from being um, a nod of the head and a result in Johannesburg away from becoming the all-black coach to being a bloke who's actually now got a pretty hard act to follow. Mm. And, you know, anyone who thinks he's going to sprinkle fairy dust on the all-blacks, you know, that's just not the reality of it. You're right, um, a a bunch of players and great players. And and what a shame, you know, like a guy like Sam Whitelock and Aaron Smith, players like that are given so much of the game, you know, they couldn't go out on a winning note, but they can still go out with their heads held high. Um, you know, he's got an unproven team around him apart from Jason Ryan. Not a lot of international experience there. He's just not going to be able, you know, anyone who thinks he's going to turn them into a machine like the Crusaders, um, that, that's just, as, as I say, again, it's just, it's, it's not realistic. So it's going to be tough. I think the one thing he's going to angle for, uh, he's, he's already dropped a hint about it, and, and it's actually worth some debate, and that is picking players from overseas. I've always been opposed to it. I've always felt that players who go overseas, uh, well, that's it. You turn your back on the All Black jersey. Um, I think, you know, I bought the line that part of the re- <clears throat> excuse me, part of the reason was to pr- protect the integrity of Super Rugby. But then New Zealand Rugby themselves have let players go off on sabbaticals, and they've insisted on players being stood down. So you could argue that they haven't done a lot for the integrity of Super Rugby themselves. So. I just wonder whether there might have to be some sort of compromise there. Um, and, and maybe you only do it, you know, in, in, in the 18 months leading up to the World Cup. I don't know. Um, I, I probably would prefer a system where in the first two years of the cycle, you can pick players from offshore. And then in the last two years, uh, including the World Cup, yeah, they have to be in New Zealand, something like that. And it would have to be uh, restricted to players of a certain status, a certain number of test matches, something like that. Uh, look, 
I think it's worth revisiting. I think it's worth having the discussion um, because, you know, and I, you know we'll, look, <clears throat> we'll find next year just how much, um, you know, what's brewing underneath this, this, this current bunch. Um, as I say, I, I just think maybe the time has come uh, to, to have, a, have a look at it properly. Finally, TJ, we've got a text from a listener, and he's saying, TJ, go to your local organic store, ask them for their best UMF honey. It's pretty expensive, but slowly suck half a teaspoon three times a day for a few days. It works a treat. So our caring listeners are looking after you. UMF Well, mate, honey. I, um, I've got to say, I, I use the, um, the I, I shouldn't give the brand name, the, the, but these Manuka honey lozenges, um, they've got UMF 10 plus, and I, I can pry in propolis or something like that. I used them during the uh, Olympics in Tokyo when, for some reason, uh, the, the way things panned out, I suddenly found myself calling 54 games of sevens inside six days. Oh. And I can tell you that every morning I woke up thinking, how am I going to, you know, be able to say anything, let alone commentate a game? And so those were pretty good. So, But I'll, I'll, I'll bear that in mind. Um, and... and uh, Hopefully by the start of the rugby season. Well, actually, I've got a now I've got a cricket gig on Sunday. Hopefully by then my voice will have come back. To me. <laughs> I'm sure it will. Hey TJ, um, last time we'll talk to you this year. Uh, our listeners have loved having you on. I love your insights, your wisdom. Um, it's always a treat. Two o'clock every Thursday. We will reconnect the next year. Such a valuable part of afternoons with Staffy, and uh, I can't thank you enough. Oh no, you're welcome, Staffy. It's a it's a great pleasure. Good on you. Good Summer on you. well, mate. Summer well. You too, my friend. You too. Tony Johnson, always fantastic every Thursday. We'll take news.